From beanies to carry bags and from shoes to caps, browse our shop now at tntradio.live. Political neutrality, not with Timothy Shea. This is The Reckoning with Timothy Shea on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. George Ford Smith of the Mises Institute has a thoughtful and thought-provoking article. You can find it right now on the front page of the Liberty Daily. Go to thelibertydaily.com. And the article is entitled, Who Hijacked Our Free Will? And the answer, of course, is no one. A hijacking is a violent act. It's usually conducted by masked men at gunpoint. A truck gets pulled over. A car gets pulled over. Somebody pumping gas gets shoved out of the way and their car gets stolen. Someone goes into a plane and, and takes control of that. Those are hijackings. No. Our free will hasn't been hijacked. We've willingly given it away. One poor decision at a time. You know, I'm not really interested in politics. Well, Pericles said it best 2,500 years ago. You might not take an interest in politics, but politics most assuredly takes an interest in you. Every single time we voted for the laundry, the person with the R or the D, as it may happen, after their name, Without investigating who they are and what they're all about, we've willingly given away our free will. We've allowed people with a vested interest to manipulate us into making decisions against our self-interest and for theirs. That can't stand. That's not the type of electorate that the founders envisioned. They envisioned an active, engaged, educated electorate. Benjamin Franklin is said to have quipped, a republic, if you can keep it, when asked what kind of government the Constitutional Convention had given us. Thomas Jefferson knew that an educated, informed, engaged electorate was vital to the continuance of the American experiment. John Adams went one step further. He said, our Constitution is solely for the government of a godly and God-fearing public. It's wholly unsuited to any other. And he was right. Now, every time we've ceded decision-making authority to the government, it's easier. Just let the, They're the experts. Just let them take care of it. It's not ended well for we the people. To the point where on CNN, we had someone over the weekend say that Christians, as opposed to, or Christian nationalists, as opposed to Christians, she made that distinction falsely, believe that our rights come from God and not from any secular organization. That's terrifying. What's even more terrifying? The people on CNN, people that watch CNN, likely replied, yeah, those Christian nationalists thinking our rights come from God. Don't they know our rights come from the government? It's right there in the Bill of Rights. Well, that's not what the Bill of Rights says. The Bill of Rights is a limitation on government. The first words of the First Amendment are, Congress shall make no law. Our founders didn't trust government. They saw it as the necessary evil that it is. Government can do certain things that we're not capable of doing on our own, such as securing the borders. Well, how's that working out for us? Maybe maybe the founders were wrong. Maybe we could take care of the border 
a lot better, at least than this current government. Give me a Cajun Navy and a bunch of Texans. And that border will be secure forthwith. The point is that our free will wasn't hijacked, but it's up to us as citizens of a republic to start exercising our free will in ways that benefit ourselves and not the powers that be. I'm Timothy Shea. This is The Reckoning. At TNT, we never go home. We're committed to bringing you our take on the biggest topics of our time. We broadcast live 24-7 online globally, no matter what. We've got you covered on today's News Talk, TNT. Clashing on the controversies. It's a woke society, and I am fed up with it. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Federal Trade Commission, the FTC, has filed a complaint against tax preparer H&R Block for allegedly marketing products as free when they're not and for deleting customers' tax information when they try to downgrade to more affordable online services. Here with the story, joining me now is TNT News producer Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus. Thanks, Timothy. Uh, yeah, it's a scam, apparently. H&R Block, they've been around for a while. Uh, I think they might be one yeah. of the older, not the oldest, I don't know, but they certainly know their stuff. So they should know better. Uh, what they were doing, according to the FC, FTC, excuse me, is that by deleting tax data, customers are being forced to start their tax return filing from scratch. And this created a, quote unquote, significant disincentive <laughs> to downgrading. Um, the FTC said that, quote, this stands in contrast to the upgrade process where consumers data seamlessly moves to the more expensive product instantly. End quote. Uh, H&R Block apparently also marketed its products as free. Uh, they were not for many customers. Uh, such practices, quote, cost consumers time and money, according to the FTC. Uh, actually, according to a statement from Samuel Levine, he's the director of FTC's Bureau of Consumer Protection, quote, H&R Block designed its online products to present an obstacle course of tedious challenges to consumers pressuring them into overpaying for its products. Today's action demonstrates that companies using coercive techniques that harm consumers can expect to hear from the FTC, end quote. In his complaint, the FTC stated that the uh, H&R Block has offered multiple online tax filing services during each tax season since at least 2014, about 10 years ago. The difference between the services is not just the cost, but also the number of tax forms, tax situations, and schedules covered by the product. They, they have a quote-unquote free plan uh, that supports the least number of tax forms and schedules. They also have deluxe, premium, and self-employed plans covering more. H&R uh, Block has designed its online products in a way that makes downgrading a quote-unquote pain point, according to the complaint, i.e. to downgrade, customers must quote, spend time attempting to contact H&R's customer service department, end quote, which the complaint states is a process made deliberately, quote-unquote, difficult. I, I picture somebody standing in an empty room screaming into their phone, representative, representative. Uh, customers have to speak to a live customer service agent on the phone or through the product's online chat service option in order to downgrade. Only after the company authenticates the customer's account can the person request a downgrade through an interactive voice response, an IVR system on the phone. This already sounds complicated. 
In April of 2022, an FTC investigator, quote, made at least five attempts, end quote, to contact H&R Block's customer service in order to downgrade an online tax product two times through online chat and three times via the phone. The chat contacts were successful, but it took 20 minutes to finish, quote, with most of that time spent waiting for a live customer service agent to join the chat, end quote. In contrast, the three phone contact attempts were unsuccessful. Yikes. Uh, calls to the IVR failed to authenticate the investigator's account and were placed on hold to wait for a customer service agent. However, after waiting for 10 to 15 minutes, the calls abruptly ended. Then again, April 2023, the same investigator contacted H&R Block again to request a downgrade using IVR. This time, the company downgraded the account. After the investigator logged out of his account and then logged back in, all tax information entered earlier for filing returns was deleted. Such deletions have been practiced at H&R Block since at least the 2014 tax season, according to the FCC. Yeah, uh, they also allege that they're, quote unquote, deceptively marketing its free plan. Uh, and that's from at least 2018 to 2020, when the company promoted the plan as, quote, free with no limitations, disclosures or disclaimers, end quote. Aha. Uh -huh. According to the FCC, some ads used, quote, vague statements that did not let cons consumers determine whether the product was free for them, end quote. Certain ads promoted the free plan as being limited to a, quote, unquote, simple return. However, what constitutes a simple return was never defined or explained in the ads. Uh, and there are plenty of uh, hoops to jump through uh, in that regard as well. So, yeah, the FTC is uh, said uh, you're in trouble. Uh, so they filed this complaint. But um, interesting timing, all things considered, uh, Timothy, because taxes do increasingly become more difficult to prepare on your own. So this certainly doesn't help. But what do you think? Well, it, it doesn't. And look, anybody that thinks that they're going to get a free tax return is a simpleton. Maybe maybe they do have that easy a return. But if you've got anything complex, if you own a house, if you bought a car, if you had a baby, if you got married, if there's any, that's not a simple tax return. Okay. So in H&R Block should be able to make money. I've got no kick about H&R Block making money. I'm surprised that people are surprised that an online service has no customer service. Shopify, WooCommerce, Etsy, Facebook, X, all of them, no customer service. There's no phone number. Or if you do get a phone number, all you do is you get one of those automated systems where you have to punch 87 numbers in the correct sequence with the correct number of pound signs and other things to get the message that's completely irrelevant to your question. Makes you long for the old days of an Indian at three in the morning that you can't understand. Even that was better customer service than what we get online today. People should just go to an H&R Block office and talk to a real live human. They still exist. We've got them here. If they want their taxes prepared by H&R Block, I would always recommend a, an accountant and tax preparer, a CPA. You might pay a little more, but guess what? Customer service isn't the only problem that H&R Block has. Advertising deceptively isn't the only problem that H&R Block has. I read an article this weekend that is accusing H&R Block and other tax preparers 
of sharing information with the government. That's a no-no. Sure, electronically filing your return is one thing, but sharing the raw data with the government? Mm, not so much. So anytime, if you can't prepare your tax return yourself, I would always recommend finding a trustworthy CPA. Not only are you contributing to the local economy, but you're avoiding big brother, in this instance, big sister as well. Yeah, and I have zero evidence for this particular conspiracy theory I have about this, but I'm afraid that tax preparers are being targeted by the governments on, on the behalf of the IRS because the IRS would love for you to make a simple mistake and then, you know, you know do whatever they're going to do to you. I, I think that they feel that people who are um, help helping others prepare their taxes know far too many of the, the loops that, you know, they can jump through. I mean, the you can get away with some some certain things some tax cuts and and helpful advice that can help you save money and not spend well, sure. you know unnecessarily Look, if you want so to I know think the what your government that. yeah if you want to know what your government wants you to do just read its tax code it's not just true of the united states it's true of any co country right your tax code is going to tell you how the government wants you to behave when there was a mortgage interest deduction it's cuz the government wanted you to buy a house when there was student loan deductions because the government wanted you to get an education. They incentivize behaviors that they, they want to encourage and they penalize behaviors that they want to inhibit. And, and the government does that through the tax code. That's been true since we've had a tax code. I think, Adam, the equitable solution, because we're all about diversity, equity, inclusion here on The Reckoning. I think the equitable solution was to would be to give everyone the same free tax preparation services that illegal aliens get. I'm just kidding. Illegal aliens don't have to pay taxes. They get $3,000 a month. And if they don't get it on time, they might throw a rock through your windscreen and kill your wife. Wow. I hear sometimes they even get like elected positions in some blue cities. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. Crazy? In fact, not only elected positions, Adam, they are overseeing. There's an illegal alien overseeing the elections in San Francisco. God love America. I'm sure there's no problem here. Uh, I'm just going to enjoy this not, nice cup of coffee while along. the room burns around me. <laughs> yeah. Move along, Adam. Thanks for another great story. We're lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's news talk, TNT. TNT's Hervoy Morich. Trans women's milk, as good as breast milk, says NHS Trust. Yesterday, drug-induced chest-feeding liquid comparable to that from mothers when it comes to baby nourishment claims hospital. And NHS Trust has said that breast milk produced by men is as good for babies as that produced by mother who has given birth. I wonder if I should experiment with that the next time I have a kid. I really, I, 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 I have nothing, I don't know what else to say. I mean, we're just observing the insanity of clown world. Um, yeah. Pervoy Morich on today's News Talk TNT. In a democracy, the majority vote rules. 
But in most democracies, you can only vote for change every three or four years. To understand what people want, governments and political parties use focus groups. These focus groups can include as little as 20 people. Australia is a country of over 25 million people. Does making decisions based on 20 people sound fair to you? Have your say. Be heard in between elections. Download the 4MySay app now. That is number 4, My Say. We don't rock, rock. we talk. talk. Today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Barry Nussbaum is the founder and CEO of the America Truth Project, a nonprofit 501c3 organization dedicated to educating the public on truths regarding critical security risks facing America and Israel. You can find out more at americantruthproject.org. Barry has championed work in strengthening U.S.-Israel relations as an active member of the American-Israel Public Affairs Committee, APAC, for the past 15 years. He's also a resident of Maui. I'd like to welcome to The Reckoning for the first time, Barry Nussbaum. So great to be with you. Thanks for the nice introduction. Barry, I have a lot of friends in Hawaii uh jason jones has been doing the lord's work out there with the the poor people at lahaina what's the status of the survivors of those fires what has the government been doing the lid clamped down quite quickly on all information and there's so many conspiracy theories bandying about because of the government's tight-lipped response to the fires what's been going on lately that's one of those questions like tell me about america <laughs> i could go on for a day and a half literally a day and well, a half we've got 40 minutes <laughs> uh in a nutshell uh for those of your viewers that have been living in the cave um maui specifically the western side of the island of maui uh, where lahaina is located had one of the most catastrophic fires in american history in terms of the number of deaths, it was the worst fire in American history. Uh, 2,200 homes burned, um, countless businesses were destroyed. Uh, there are something like five to 7,000 people that are homeless uh, because of the fire. It's, it's really a catastrophic disruption, not only in the personal lives of these people, but in the economy. Um, let's go back to the fire in October uh to start with the conspiracy theories what's the old rule it's not a conspiracy if it's true <laughs> and this is one of those occasions i happen to be a witness up close and personal the night of the fires uh, literally in my face i had gone wow. to the airport to pick up my brother-in-law and was driving back on the one highway that we do have it's a two-lane highway and when we got back to lahaina there was a, a, a policeman in the road. Please stop and wait. There's a small brush fire up ahead. We'll let you through in a couple of minutes. We actually were there for four and a half hours as the small brush fire turned into a cataclysm, the likes of which America has never seen in, in a metropolitan area. Um, by the time they turned us around uh, on a very, very hurried evacuation, the flames were 100 feet high in our face, uh, driven by 70, 80, 90 mile an hour winds that were left over from a hurricane out in the middle of the Pacific. The fires were everywhere. We barely escaped. Um, 
I actually spent three nights in my uh, car on the other side of the island because this side of the island was close to traffic. Um, the part where you get into the conspiracies uh, begins on the day of the fire. And what I mean by that is we had catastrophic winds. They were so strong, under just under hurricane strength, all the schools were closed. So all the kids were home. And the power poles started blowing down and they were snapping like twigs, if you can imagine. You know, an electrical power line is a big telephone pole, right? It's supposed to last for a hundred years. They were hundreds of them on the ground. I know because my brother-in-law and I were driving over live power lines in the road. They were everywhere. And our local power company, which is Hawaiian Electric Company, didn't turn off the power. So the live wires were in the brush sparking. I know because I drove over them trying to escape the fire zone. So problem number one, why was the power not turned off when thousands of calls were pouring in that houses were on fire, businesses were on fire, boats in the harbor were on fire, everything was burning and the power stayed on all night long. So as it got put out in one area, there were five more fires 10 minutes later everywhere. And first big problem, there's a press conference a couple days after the fire they had the president of HECO, Hawaiian Electric Company, on camera. She was asked, why didn't you turn off the power? And her quote that will live in infamy in Maui, she said, we didn't turn off the power. That's true. Decisions were made. That was the last comment ever made in public by Hawaiian Electric Company. Meanwhile, the entire island of Maui is suing Hawaiian Electric Company. <laughs> I mean, I can imagine. There are hundreds of lawsuits there will be thousands or you know the local courts will consolidate them but they're going to go down for billions i the the estimate the local estimate now is five to six billion just in property damage that doesn't count wrongful death that doesn't count emotional distress that doesn't count the fact that thousands of people have left the island because there's nowhere to live we have a hundred percent occupancy and Many homeless, somewhere around 2,000, are living in the local hotels paid for by uh, FEMA, the United States government. But that benefit is running out. So that's conspiracy number one. I used to go on shows in November and December. Hosts like you used to say, I saw on the Internet there were space lasers being fired at Maui. <laughs> I can tell you from someone that watched Lahaina from half a mile away from the mountainside, no space lasers. Let's throw that one out. No Chinese space lasers. Uh, yeah, I think is... that I think what gave rise to that is there was one building that had blue canvas awnings that hadn't burned. And they said, yeah, the laser was tuned to blue. So anything blue and, and Oprah painted her house blue just before. And it was crazy stuff like that. One of the things that I heard that did have some merit, though, was you mentioned the high winds. Apparently, the surf wasn't very high. And typically, with high winds, there's there's cataclysmic surf. But a lot of the people actually jumped into the ocean uh, in order to escape the fire because they had no other uh, exit uh, avenue. And apparently, the surf wasn't that high. Is, yeah, we, actually, we, we actually have a close family friend. 
who became quite infamous on uh, American television news. Uh, she was out to dinner with her two teenage boys. The fire came roaring down Front Street. They didn't know the fire was outside. They smelled the smoke in the restaurant, went to the door of the restaurant, flames everywhere, smoke everywhere. They went running wow. through the restaurant, jumped out the window into the ocean. They spent seven hours in the surf along Front Street because there was nowhere to come to land because the fires didn't go out till the next day. They treaded water and stood on the rocks all night long. And this is the bad part, with the dead bodies floating along with them wow. in the surf. And you're right, there was virtually no surf. It's amazing that they didn't get hyperthermic. It's uh, even being in, in water that's that's 70 or 80 degrees, uh, you're gonna eventually get hypothermia after that time. They're, they were very fortunate. Uh, what, what a horrific image you just painted. I hadn't realized that. Um, another one of the conspiracy theories that was banded around was that the it was, uh, the negligence of the police because they directed people down toward front street to escape the fire and they they led many people directly into the fire i don't know whether that's been confirmed as happening uh, but again the police have been tight-lipped as well and and let me just add one more thing a lot of people find it very suspicious that it's the las vegas county sheriff that was the sheriff during the mandalay bay mass shooting that ended up as the Sheriff of Lahaina. And a lot of people found that suspicious. Yeah, let, let's go back to the first point you made. It's much worse than what you said. Um, and, and I've interviewed a number of people that are victims of what I'm about to tell you. Uh, if it's that street, bad, let's wait until after the headlines, because I really want to do this justice. You're listening to The Reckoning on today's News Talk TNT. News doesn't stop breaking, and we don't take a break from covering it. TNT Radio News. For TNT, this is James O'Neill. The New York Times reported on Sunday that the Central Intelligence Agency has significantly expanded its intelligence operations in Ukraine against Russia since the 2014 Maidan coup. White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan stated that the early delivery of U.S. fighter jets would not have altered the outcome of Ukraine's unsuccessful summer counteroffensive, citing a lack of adequately trained pilots as the primary reason. Don't miss a thing. Be sure to download the TNT Radio app from either the Apple App Store or Google Play so you can easily listen live to us anywhere, anytime. Available right now to download. Keeping you up to speed on TNT Radio. Mary, you mentioned that a lot of people had reported that police had directed uh, residents down Front Street, people in cars down Front Street, uh, to escape the fire and actually led them right into it. You said it's even worse than that. What, what could possibly be worse than that? I'll explain. Front Street, as it sounds by definition, is the, the road that's right front on the ocean. And that's where all the restaurants, the businesses, the shops, you know, the t-shirt stores, you know what, every beach town, sure. I'm sure, yeah. around the country has a place like that. In Lahaina, it's about a mile and a half long. And on any given night, there are hundreds and hundreds of cars and several thousand people at the restaurants and the shops, walking back and forth on the boardwalk, going to the art galleries and so on. 
When the fire got down to the town, the, the small town of Lahaina, there's only one way in and one way out on the north and one way in and one way out on the south, if you can imagine. As people started fleeing the fires, the police blockaded the road. In other words, they put police cars at both end of Front Street and said- They bottled it in? Blocked the road under orders from higher up in the police department. I know that for a fact. I've interviewed a number of people. It's been all over the news. And so what happened was the cars backed up. And as the fire came roaring along at 40 miles an hour, car after car after car after car burst into flames, instantly incinerating the people in the in the cars sure. that were out. With the what could possibly justify blockading those roads? There has been not a single answer that makes any sense. For example, I interviewed a lady that owns um, a uh, a health spa, you know, massage and you, yeah. you do your nails and so on. And she was there with her kids. They pulled out at the end of Front Street and a police officer said, no, you can't drive any farther. They drove around him screaming at them onto the sidewalk, onto a lawn and escaped. Good on them. Good on that's them. Why she, that's why she's still with us. The people behind her and in front of her that were good citizens and compliant were incinerated. And when I say incinerated, there's nothing left. There's just right. dust. We, we, we've seen the pictures of the cars. Yeah, it was so hot that the, the tires didn't melt. They turned to ash. And it's it's extraordinary. And, and there's been all these studies that say at what temperature does aluminum melt? At what right. temperature does the windshield melt? At what temperature does the bumper go? And, and the temperatures were in the thousands of degrees. Nobody is quite sure how they could get so hot without an accelerant, which we don't understand well, yet. Well, 70 but, mile an hour winds, that, that creates a blast furnace effect if you've got a narrow street that's that's got buildings on either side. And it's a very narrow street. It's one lane in one direction, one lane in the other. It's a, yeah. it's a beachfront. And, and these are old wooden buildings, every single one of them in flames and all the cars burning and explosion after explosion as gas tanks blew up from one end of the street to the other. Uh, nobody has made an explanation as to why that was done. I know from talking to several people uh, on camera and off the record, they were told, you can't leave, we have orders this is the safest place for you, which turned out to be imbecilically wrong because that's Every single why one of those officers that obeyed that stupid order needs to be held personally liable. They need to be bankrupted. Or worse, it's criminal negligence. Yeah. And yeah. there's no explanation that makes any sense. And when our police chief, who, as you said, used to be in Vegas when the Mandalay Bay shooting occurred. Now he's here. He's very good on the microphone talking about a lot of people dead. He has the experience as far as how to handle it. Had no explanation as to why that occurred. Well, I guess decisions yet. were taken, right? Yeah. It, decisions were made is what she said. She has never spoken in public again. I'm sure they wish they could have shipped her off planet if possible, because 
That <laughs> was downloaded thousands of times. And when the trials start, I can imagine the jury hearing the opening well, that'll be statement exhibit a. that they're going to play the video. Decisions I'm sure there's a lot of people. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of people in Maui that would volunteer to get her off the planet. Absolutely. Problem number three, the water that the fire department accesses comes through several metropolitan systems that naturally flow down the mountainside that we all live on here. Mm -hmm. And water was shut off in certain places because the person in charge of natural resources said, you're going to love this. There has to be a fair and equitable distribution of natural resources, even during a natural disaster. So Are you some kidding people, me? The water was off. And so whatever the tankers had with them to spray on the fires was gone very rapidly. Then they usually plug into a fire uh, plug on the street, you know, and, and they refill. Those some places the water was off because of equity, diversity, inclusion manifested in the name of the person who ran that program. By the way, he doesn't have a job anymore. He's out. Well, He's yeah, you're right. Worse well. needs to happen. These people all belong in prison. I'm, I'm confused, though. Does the fire department not have engines? We have engines here. And if, if a home on the lakeside is burning they just put an access hose into the lake and they use lake water and they and they could have done it you're right by accessing the ocean except right. they couldn't get to the ocean that's where the fire was so they were trying to attack the fire from the top but there's one other thing that's curious we had two fires that day this fire in lahaina and a fire on the other side of the island, around right. the island, about an hour, an hour and a 20-minute drive from here. In the afternoon, apparently, late morning, the fire here was extinguished, or so they said. And all fire crews were sent to Kula, which is a small town up on the side of the volcano. So, so they didn't the even have the equipment. The equipment was not here when the fire was raging. In fact, I asked the policeman when we started our review today um when we were stuck there for four and a half hours i said where are the where are the firemen where where are the crews where are the helicopters and he said and i believe rightly so we can't put the helicopters up in these winds it's just too strong right. yeah that they, well just the updraft they, just the updraft from the flames would have would have prevented them from flying they, yeah. they they can't be up over 30 miles and we were at 70. i mean i got out of my car to go talk to him and i was blown down it was that strong and i'm not a little guy but what happened was the fire department was gone and there was nobody here to fight the fires because they were up in Kula, an hour and a half drive, and then couldn't come back through the flames to get here. So yeah. it basically burned itself out all night when there was nothing left to burn. The next day they got back here. Uh, they were allowed through. They put the rem remnants of the fire out. But I've got the weirdest thing you've ever heard. Hearing all the data that I've just given you, and everything I've told you is indisputable. It's common knowledge. Everybody knows it. It is now February 26th. You are still not allowed to drive past the barricades into Lahaina. If you drive on the highway up on the mountain where I was, which is about 
half a mile above the fire zone. You're not allowed to stop on the highway for any reason. You're not allowed to take pictures. You're not allowed to take videos. It's illegal to fly a drone in the vicinity. It's a no-fly zone for aircraft, including helicopters. Nobody knows why. That's the most bizarre thing I've ever heard. And, and what are they, blue, they're covering blue, something up. You'd think your blue roof theory, which everybody here talks about, you can drive past one part of the fire zone, what you we can actually see, because it's above you, not below you, right? Mm -hmm. And they have these eight-foot black fences, so you can't see in. But up on the mountain, you can see some of the houses. There are some houses with blue roofs that didn't burn. There are some cars that were blue that didn't burn. Do I think it was some kind of mysterious weapon? I don't know. I didn't see it. Well, but here's the thing. Serious. Directed energy weapons are a thing. I've seen them myself in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. It wasn't deployed, but it was on top of a, a government vehicle. And they use microwaves, and they, it only penetrates like a tenth of a millimeter, just the first couple layers of of skin. And it's just, it's it's hot. It's it's the sensation they say is like putting your hand on a hot radiator and it, it moves you back. Well, there are a lot of different directed energy weapons or dues, and they're tuned to different frequencies. Well, what a lot of people don't realize is that light is a frequency. Blue is 450 nanometer wavelength. So it, it, there could be something there then with the directed energy. You know, was it perhaps a a test that they were doing that got out of hand and, and it was a perfect storm of idiots at the power company not turning off the power and in this experiment going awry or yeah you know, i'm just speculating here but that, that's highly suspicious that things blue actually didn't burn yeah the, the the comment you made about oprah for your audience we should mention she lives on the other side of the island um, right. It's about an hour and a half drive. Uh, there wasn't a fire there. Um, the the Lahaina fire, which was the devastating one, is right here. And um, she wasn't anywhere near it as far as on right. residence right. or her home itself. We, we're going to take a quick break, but I want to continue this on the other side. You're listening to The Reckoning on today's News Talk, TNT. Give me a minute with TNT Radio's Steve Malzberg. Last November, you may remember that uh, U.S. women's soccer star Megan Rapinoe was playing in her last game ever. And just a few minutes into the game, she went down with a non-contact injury. After the game, she claimed that her injury was proof that there is no God. I'm not a religious person or anything. And if there was a God, like, this is proof that there isn't. This is f***ed <laughs> up. Um, so, yeah, it just... <laughs> It's just fucked up because... Appearing last week on a podcast called Pablo Torre Finds Out, she mocked Christians who didn't get the joke that she was telling. Somebody needs to check on the Christians. They're not okay. They also <laughs> missed the whole joke, but okay. Well, that's the thing is that... I'm like, you guys missed it? Don't act like, A, you're surprised by me like making this joke about right. what happened or, you know, finding a dig. I'm like, yeah, I want to find a funny, like, 
dig. I don't know. Ab- yes. is it, who's it at? God, myself, wait, religion, wait, the world. I don't know. The like, dig was funny. at yourself too because <laughs> yeah. it was. I don't think people appreciated this because everyone was deeply triggered. Um, <laughs> religiously and otherwise. I say goodbye and good riddance to the woman who, for years, mocked our national anthem and now has mocked God. Thanks for giving me a minute. I'm Steve Malsberg. Catch my show Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on TNT. Many pollution sources can affect the air you breathe. From power plants and vehicles to dust and wildfires. Knowing more about local air quality can help you protect your health. If you're thinking about buying an air sensor, EPA has a series of videos to help you get the most out of it. Learn how EPA collects and uses regulatory data, how EPA communicates health messaging, and how to interpret the readings from your sensor. Visit epa.gov air sensor toolbox. The Reckoning with Timothy Shea on today's News Talk Radio. TNT. TNT. Barry, one last conspiracy theory that people have been discussing is that this was all a big play for the big hotels to get uh, that real estate, that people are not going to be permitted to rebuild their homes. Is is this true? Are people actually losing the land on which their homes stood? Are businesses going to be able to rebuild along Front Street? Um, Yes and no. And what I mean by that is I know a number of people who had homes on the ends of Front Street and businesses on Front Street per se. They're all being told that the permitting process that is normal for new construction here on the island is being revised supposedly to disallow oceanfront construction, that it will be declared open space. And even if you own the property free and clear, you're still going to own it. You just can't redevelop it. Now, I don't know for a fact that's true, but I've talked to one of the planning department members and she said, this is something we've wanted to push through for years. Whether or not it happens, nobody knows. Never let a crisis go to waste, right? This just echoes what I always say. If you think you own your own home, Try not paying your property taxes. Your government owns your home and they let you live on it. Exactly. As long as you pay them rent. We should mention also about Oprah. Um, She made a very public statement along with uh, the actor of The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. Mm -hmm. They were both going to donate $5 million to the Fund of Maui. That got a little weird. Um, It was front page news here. Everybody was very grateful. I know a lot of homeless people who had lost their homes that applied for the Oprah grants. Most people didn't get the money. The money's now all gone. Nobody knows how much was donated. Nobody knows how much was given out. But what caused the biggest controversy here is that the three top executives of the People's Fund of Maui were friends of Oprah that work in, live in, and office out of Hollywood, and they were taking out a million dollars in salary to run what? the people's fund. So, you know, you know, the old thing when you when you give money to a big charity, you always wonder, well, how much is going to overhead and advertising right. and administrative expenses and how much is going to the dog on television I'm looking at, you know, or or the homeless person? Well, Everybody's been asking what happened to all the money, how much was given, how much was given out, how much was donated, and how much came out in salaries. 
What's amazing is that Hawaii is a very democratic state. It you know, voted for Ronald Reagan in 84, but it typically votes for Democrats. It's always a Democrat that's the governor, it seems. Why do that's Democrats true. seem to hate Hawaii? You've got Obama over on Oahu tearing down the Magnum P.I. estate to, to build another McMansion over there. And you've got Oprah and Maui. And a lot of people said exactly what you said. You know, she pledged $5 million. The Rock pledged $5 million. Did they actually give it? Did they actually donate it? And was know. it a money laundering operation to get their pal a million bucks? I mean, if nobody got the grants, where'd the money go? I, I know one person that got it once. And I know five people that were turned down. No, no explanation given. But then again, wow. the government, our government, her family, was giving out between seven and eight hundred dollars per family. Now, a lot of these Hawaiian families have half a dozen people. Mm -hmm. Eight hundred dollars is one trip to Safeway to the grocery store. Then sure. what do you do? I sure. mean, these people are living with friends. They're living in cars. They're living by the grace of FEMA in hotels, but they can't cook. They can't have guests. They can't go outside. We have no temporary housing set up and it's been seven months. You know, at a certain point, you'd think like in in southwestern United States, in Houston, uh, all over Louisiana, Florida, when when hurricanes come through and wipe out big areas, there's 10 cities up in 48 hours. The sure. U.S. Yeah. Army Corps of Engineers puts up thousands of tents. We don't well, have what was even worse. What was even worse were they weren't letting the aunties donate plate lunches. People wanted to cook for the, the people that had been displaced. And no, 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 can't do that. And, you know, the whole idea of Ohana has been destroyed, according to my Hawaiian friends. That's not a that's not a misstatement. Um, in the Hawaiian language, Ohana means family. Um, and I can tell you, having driven the neighborhoods around the fire area, there were donation centers set up on every corner where people like us would we would go to costco we'd fill up our car with mm -hmm. groceries and diapers and toilet paper paper towels socks shoes baby clothes and go to a house and dump it and then they build tables and pass it out all you had to do was show up take whatever you want bring whatever you want that's not public money that's people helping people, but the public could not participate in most of the government-run stuff where they brought in staff that stayed at the Hyatt at $800 right. a day. Yeah. And what you're talking about is the aunties, which is the older ladies that are the sort of the caregivers of the local community, they couldn't go there and volunteer. They were turned away. Right. Yeah, that's I, what I'm, I'm saying. They were bringing, they were bringing plate lunch. Told, they were turned nope. away at the gate. Nope. Yeah. Nope, nope, nope. We don't need you. Another thing it's, I've heard is that between the COVID debacle and my my partner in MAGA Institute, Brooke McGowan, actually ended up suing Governor Ige for how they were responding to COVID, that the last three years have pretty much killed the whole spirit of Aloha. Is this true? Or, or, or are islanders still resilient or is people kind of despairing? Well, you know, it, it first of all, it's beautiful, you know, so you're yeah. living in paradise. Um, 
but it's distracting and for good reason where you see hundreds of tents on the beaches where the homeless have gotten tents and that's where they're living and they're using the public bathrooms at the beach and then they go to one of the aid stations to go get food we could do so much better as americans in terms mm -hmm. of how we treat our people who are americans and the big comment here constantly is we just sent another i don't know how many billion to ukraine i can't even keep track of it and 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 the people that are living on the beach with their kids in a tent sleeping in the sand got eight hundred dollars once couldn't we you know the people of east palestine are asking the same question how come how come we've got all this unlimited money for ukraine to cover up cia's dirty deeds and our bioweapons labs but we don't have anything for american citizens that have been just their lives have been destroyed by two natural disasters the train derailment in east palestine with the chemical fires and then the natural the wildfires in lahaina you know that's an interesting comparison because i mentioned that on air a lot there's a profound difference between east palestine and maui the day after the east palestine disaster right through today you could go into the neighborhoods you could take right. pictures yeah. you could fly drones well, you could again, interview what are they covering people. up yeah why is it that if you came here with press passes you can't get in i live here i've got press passes i can't get in literally yeah, there's something there's something rotten in the state of of Denmark and <laughs> it's 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 very curious and it's gotten to the point where it's making people very cynical um the rebuilding hasn't happened yet oh I got to tell you one more you're going to love this um the burn areas are being uh cleaned up now um mm -hmm. they've hired all the big trucking companies that are on this island and they're bringing in equipment from Oahu uh, which is the, the most populated island. They're scraping each house at a time. They're putting it in dump trucks, big ones, you know, the big long tractor trailers. Sure. And yeah. in the bottom, on the bottom of the truck, they put a plastic baggie. It's 30 feet long, it's 10 feet wide. It's a it's a baggie. They dump all the refuse, all the chemicals and and the stuff that burned up god knows what it is asbestos or whatever in the bag and then the truck drives about five miles up the road to our dump site and they're dumping the debris thousands of truckloads thousands wrapped in plastic which is get this a quarter of a mile from the ocean so as time goes but the environment yeah the environmental catastrophe being created yeah. you know our, our natural resource well, here is the island in, in that whole the, operation the, the yeah that whole operation don't you know they're probably going to say oh we we locked everything down out of respect for the human remains we had to go through and find all the human remains to to properly treat them with reverence before we no, if they're just scraping houses and putting them into dump trucks lined with plastic bags, um, yeah, this wasn't about this wasn't about anyone's sensitivities.
Well, the, 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 all the bodies have been recovered. They've made that announcement. It's a, the death toll, I think, official death toll is at 101. There's, according to some estimates, hundreds and hundreds of people unaccounted for. But the official estimates don't jive with what people are putting together on websites. Right. Well, so just there, the there, school totals, just the number of students that re-registered for school. Oh, there's there's thousands less kids in school. Thousands. Right. And, and they're remember, not all being homeschooled. Remember what I told you at the beginning. School was closed that day. These right. kids were at home and in many cases unattended because mm -hmm. their parents could not plan and they right. had to they go were, to work. They were at work. Yeah. So they left the kids at home as the fire mowed everything down. Let me close with the most catastrophic news of all, and I've saved this for last. Hawaii, as a state, has the most modern advanced warning system in the United States. Mm -hmm. There are sirens on towers everywhere. Every month, the siren goes off as a test. We're all used to it. Nobody panics because it's the first Monday of the month, and there goes the siren for 60 seconds. It is so loud. If you're in a hole in the ground, covered up, you will hear this siren. It is for sure. the following tsunamis, earthquakes, fires, wildfires, poisoning, any kind of plane crash, any natural disaster. And then you're supposed to tune into the closest media that, hey, oh, my God, what's happening? Right. The sirens on fire day never were activated, not in the morning, no. not in the afternoon, not at night. And that's why nobody evacuated because nobody knew the fire was coming until your house was on fire. Nobody well, can explain. were made, right? No one can explain why the fire system, the early warning system was never triggered. Nobody to this minute has come up with an explanation. Meanwhile, it's in the months that have passed since we hear it every first of the month. For a it's minute. sounding more and more. I hate to say it. I hate to feed into the conspiracy theories, but it's sounding more and more as though this was a coordinated event. I don't know. I'm just giving you data. Yeah. Somebody's going to have to put I mean, the data together. And police block people into the fire zone instead of keeping them out of the fire zone. The water is shut off. The electricity is kept on. The sirens never went off. And now they're not letting anybody even see what's going on inside there. Highly suspicious, to put it mildly. I have um, a lady that works for me. She um, has a, a condo. She's an older lady on Front Street. She's been able to go visit her things once, accompanied by two FEMA people dressed in the full white suit with breather masks on. And I asked her, I said, how is your condo? She goes, it's fine. And I said, well, what do you mean it's fine? She goes, all my stuff's there. And uh, we were allowed in, but I had to leave after a minute and I haven't been able to go back. And I said, well, why That's can't bizarre. you move back in? And she Barry, said, we're going to have to leave it there. Even though this was a, a horrific topic, it was delightful talking to you. Thank you for the insider information. I want to have you back soon to talk about Israel and what's going on over in Gaza as well, and with additional updates on Maui. That's it for tonight's Reckoning on today's News Talk. Stay tuned for the Havoye Moritz Show. Until next time, God bless you. God bless these United States. Keep fighting the good fight. <laughs>